0: Welcome back to the Mental Health Podcast. This is your host, Shreys Kirotra, and I'm a rising junior at Hinsdale Central High School. I am passionate about finding ideas for my peer community that help them evolve with a stronger mentor health. On that note, I have a special guest today, Mr. Raymond Gonzalez, who's a mentor, a role model, and has been helping teenagers put their best foot forward in life as a college counselor and as a social worker. So Raymond, welcome to the podcast. What do you want our listeners to know about you?
1: Yeah, well, thanks, Shreya, for having me here today. Um, you know, the first thing I want students to know is that I am a licensed social worker in Illinois and an educator with a passion for mental health issues. So the reason why I wanted to be here is because I kind of have some expertise and insight. You know, as a social worker and educator, I have this valuable expertise and insight into mental health issues, and my knowledge and experience can really contribute to the discussion that we're having today. Especially being here in this podcast, many of your listeners need this help from different perspectives. Um, you know, being a part of your podcast really helps me focus on this powerful way to reach out and help your, your audience. And I think one of the things that I can do is contribute positively to the impact of the listeners who may be struggling with mental health challenges. or yeah. Another thing, too, is that I really want to help destigmatize mental health issues. Mm-hmm. Most people don't realize that mental plateaus <clears throat> are a part of this weird generation of, of stigmatization. And I want to destigmatize it. And your podcast really plays a crucial role. And reducing the stigma associated with mental health. But, you know, by openly discussing mental health plateaus, we could really normalize these conversations and Mm -hmm. really get the importance and help students get the the support they need. But there are actually some key differences here. And by participating here, we actually can advocate for better mental health care and raise awareness such as mental health plateaus and, you know, building a community. Because one of the things that you realize and I realize is that you're actually building this community, the sense of community among listeners who share similar interests and experiences. You know, for me, I have degrees from, you know, three unique universities: from University of Southern California, from University of Pennsylvania, and from Harvard. So, you know, I've had many, many, many uh, help mental health plateaus, and the mental mm-hmm. plateau is really interesting because it really does position you in a way for you have to really identify your strengths. Mm-hmm. So, by being here, I want us to understand what we could do to inspire change. Talk about experiences, talk about advice to be a source of inspiration for listeners. You know, sharing my success stories and coping strategies and overcoming these mental plateaus will probably help motivate some of your listeners. But this is also personal fulfillment. I wanted to be here because I have a passion for mental health and being part of this podcast could really help me um, personally fulfill something that I wanna do, which is help students like you and your peers.
0: Yeah, so you can capture this as a great opportunity for being able to amplify your message. So personally, what really brought you here to be a part of my podcast today?
1: Yeah, well, you know, I really want to help students and adults figure out what is a good strategy, what is a great way for them to actually overcome some some issues and things. You know, this is a way for me to educate your viewers about the importance of self-care, seeking professional help, and accessing these mental health resources that may not be available to them. And it's this information that can be instrumental in empowering individuals to take care of mental health well-being. That's the reason why I wanted to be here, talk about some of mm-hmm. these things.
0: This is great, Raymond. So here on the Mental Plateau podcast, something we discuss a lot is, as you've heard, the term of a mental plateau. Speaking of you having some mental plateaus from your background, can you explain in your own words or your own perspective what a mental plateau is?
1: Yeah, you know, as a social worker and an educator and counselor, I think for me, a mental plateau is like a phase or it's this state where you're really in this kind of mental and emotional well-being where you experience prolonged, like this period of stability or stagnation. So just think of it where you've hit something and you're stagnant. And during this time, you know, a student or individual might find themselves stuck with little or no progress in their mental health, emotional state or overall life situation comes to this, Shreyas, I want you to remember that it could be manifested in a couple of ways. And this is what I usually see. It's like for me or some of my friends, it's this emotional state. And this is where we actually feel like our emotions have reached a plateau and they're unable to really do anything with significant um, points of reaching a higher low. And, you know, for me, I kind of describe this feeling as numb or disconnecting. But there's also this mental health progress that despite efforts of addressing mental health challenges, we might find that personally, like for me, my symptoms or issues remain retel- just like stagnant, no noticeable improvement or deteriorate, you know, just staying there and it really bothers me. But there's also this personal growth that in life and personal development, individuals really feel like they're not making meaningful progress towards their goals or experiencing personal growth. This is what I see most happening with me when I have certain mental plateaus. You know, there's also this idea of creativity and inspiration. And this is a lot of my students actually have this because they might experience a mental plateau in their creativity and their ability to write or think outside the box,
0: especially when I have
1: students who are trying to create passion projects. They hit mental plateaus in this arena. Um, They might struggle to come up with new ideas or find it challenging to break free from the repetitive thought patterns. Then also there's this motivation and drive phrase, you know, Mm-hmm. A mental plateau can lead us to this like lack of motivation, right, causing us to just feel unmotivated to pursue anything. Um, you know, for me in particular, I'm going to be thinking about some mental plateaus probably in the future that I want to talk about. But yeah. just an example is my exercising. You know, sometimes I've hit a certain point where I can't do anything more that really shows me any difference. So I've already hit a mental plateau in something such as exercise, and it mm-hmm. really does bother me. But You know, it's important to note that they're not necessarily a negative or pathological state, but it's more of a natural part of the human experience. And that's what I want listeners to remember, that just like physical plateaus and fitness or or skill development, mental plateaus can really serve as kind of like periods of rest and integration. I don't know if that makes sense to a lot of your younger viewers, but mental plateaus, they really persist and begin to impact us and they impact our overall well-being and quality of life. And it's essential to explore many different strategies on how to overcome them and seek professional support or mental support from our peers.
0: Yeah. Okay, so like, personally, I do agree with your idea. And I resonate with that message on how mental plateaus can kind of be a state of being numb or not being as well connected to your society. And from my perspective, I feel like the mental plateau is a roadblock or an obstacle in one's mind. And that's kind of the message I want to capture from professionals like yourself and how you guys are able to get over those mental plateaus, right? And I just want to amplify that message and and educate myself, our peers, our community, and really everyone around us for the benefits of mental health. So Raymond, once again, thank you for sharing your perspective. But I really am curious, though, on being a college counselor and a licensed social worker here in Illinois, you must see a lot of mental health students. Can you tell me more about that?
1: Yes, stress, that's a great question. So, you know, there are a few things that I'm going to encounter, and I'm going to give you a couple examples of mental plateaus among students like yourself, um, yeah. especially here, or, you know, it's actually common across the nation. Before, I thought students in Illinois were just a little bit above the bar, but then I started meeting students from Alaska and Florida and, you know, Michigan, and everyone had the same sort of things. So let me just give you a couple examples. The main one I want to talk about is the academic performance plateau. Yeah. This is where a student might reach a mental plateau in their academic performance where they're consistently achieving average grades without actually making any progress or showing improvement. So when that, when I actually have a student like this, what we could do is I like to encourage goal setting. I want to help the students set specific and achievable academic goals to reignite their motivation and sense of purpose. That's the key thing right there. They have a sense of purpose. Yeah, I want them to identify strengths and weaknesses. I want the, you know the student to... I really want to assess their learning style and identify areas where they excel and areas where they need improvement. And I want to tailor study strategies accordingly. There's also this idea that a lot of them don't really use academic support. So I want to help them understand and what is needed to get that academic support. So finding the tutoring or the academic resources to help this overcome challenges and specific subjects. But there's also this really key thing here. And Shreyas, I know you're a rising junior. And yeah. it's promoting time management. This is where that yeah. plateau is going to hit. And I really yeah. want to help someone like you, you know, develop effective time management skills to balance academics with other activities. Because as you know, as a junior, this is your most crucial year in high school. You're yeah. going to be having many mental plateaus, especially with one of the things that's going to be happening in March and April, which is your SAT or ACT yeah. exam. This is where most of my students are hitting these mental plateaus because they just don't see any results after studying after studying. That's why it's really good to encourage this goal setting, identify what are their weaknesses in the SAT or ACT, give them the tutoring support that they might need and promote time management. But here's the great thing, Shreyas, I also see other things and not with students like you, but some of my students really have these mental health plateaus um, when it comes to career and life directions. There's this career and life direction plateau that I see a lot of students where they feel uncertain about their career or life direction. Mm -hmm. They experience this lack of clarity and progress. So what I do to address this is I facilitate career assessments. You know, I've been using career assessments and counseling tools to explore their interests, their values, their strengths, guiding them towards suitable career paths. But I also arrange informational interviews. And I want my students to connect with professionals in the fields that they're interested to gain insights and to to potential career options. I'll give you an example. One of my Mm -hmm. students really loves art has no idea what they wanna do with art. They've hit this plateau, they're confused, they're like, I don't know what I wanna do in life. But we've been arranging different types of art, career informational interviews for this particular student. The student actually now wants to be a graphic designer and they've they've overcome that mental health plateau by seeing different types of artists out there. So now we're helping to do this, but we didn't do that just by giving informational interviews. We were encouraging this exploration. This is one of the things that I do with my students when they've hit this mental plateau in this career and life direction. We suggest internships, volunteer opportunities or part-time jobs that allow them to explore different career paths. But I think one of the key things here is that I want them to foster this self-reflection. I want them to reflect on their passions and long aspirations to gain a clearer sense. Now, Treyas, there's also this one, some students have emotional stagnation plateaus. And I don't know if you're familiar with this, but they experience this emotional stagnation, feeling stuck or disconnected from their emotions. This yeah. one's really key right here. And I find this happening to some of my students who are, you know, addressing a lot more difficult issues that are pertaining to their life situation. So it's it's maybe trying to create a safe space for them, you know, fostering an open and non-judgmental environment where they can express their feelings and concerns. That's usually to me. Um, you know, offering counseling support, providing individual or group counseling to them in their schools so they can process their emotions. But also, I think one of the things that I really want them to do is encourage self-practice. Promoting yeah. self-care activities, such as mindfulness, meditation, hobbies that they enjoy, and then connecting with their support networks. This mm-hmm. is really huge right now because many students are struggling with things like their sexuality. And this is where that emotional stagnation comes. comes And it's I try to come in to help them with, this, with these issues. But you know, there's also this motivational plateau here. And this is something that's key with I see a lot of students who are in their freshman and sophomore year. Mm-hmm. And they may encounter a lack of motivation to pursue their goals and aspirations because they know junior year is the most important. But they're kind of like, ah, eh, freshman year, I really don't know what I'm doing. So to rekindle their motivation, I use motivational interview. As a counselor, that's where I use these techniques to explore and enhance their intrinsic motivation for their academic and personal pursuits. I want to find out what they're really, what they really want to do. I want to celebrate yeah. their achievements. I want to recognize and celebrate small successes, their confidence, and accomplishment. But then, for them, when they hit this mental plateau of motivation, it's setting short-term milestone stress. This yeah. is key right here. I want to break down larger goals into smaller, so it's more achievable for them. And then provide positive reinforcement. Finally, you know, there's this idea of this interpersonal plateau, and I don't see a lot of this happening lately. But students might experience a mental plateau when. They have challenges in forming or maintaining meaningful relationships. And this is a interpersonal mental plateau. So this is where I actually facilitate social skills training, conduct workshops or activities where I focus on improving their communication and the yeah. relationship building skills or, you know, kind of putting involvement in campus activities like joining clubs and organizations. So, you know, Shreyas, it all boils down to like, you know, as a social worker and a college counselor, it's yeah. crucial in me providing support and guidance to my students experiencing these mental plateaus. And yep. my expertise can really help them navigate the challenges and develop the necessary skills to overcome these barriers.
0: I really agree with that. And I honestly find it life-changing that such things like mental lactose and obstacles of such size can be apparent even in these early stages of life, such as school. And I really find it cool that you can help individuals overcome such unique obstacles and achieve like short-term goals or even long-term goals. Um, but going into more detail how does how do you feel that these mental plateaus limit students aspirations and how do you help them overcome it
1: yeah that's great that's great Trius you know that's a great question because we have a lot of students who you know they find that their aspirations are somewhat limited and this is where you know we know that a mental plateau can limit the aspirations of high school students especially applying to colleges in several ways um, yeah. and for me I play this vital role in helping them overcome these challenges what I like to do is you know, I like to impact them in certain strategies, like reducing um, ambition. And this is really key. When the student experiences a mental plateau, they might lose their sense of ambition and become less motivated to pursue challenges and academic and career
0: goals. Mm-hmm. So as a result,
1: they might settle for less colleges or career paths that don't align with their potential or passions. So mm-hmm. this is something that's key because my strategy is to engage them in motivational counseling to rekindle their ambitions. Yeah, you know, Shreya, this is the keeping your you are in this time right now where you are seeing college admissions rates plummet. You know, mm-hmm. they're in the, the low teens and sometimes single digits to get in these schools. Yeah. And many students are finding that they're getting this this idea I'm not good enough for any of these colleges. Mm-hmm. You know, I have to tell my students, you don't know that. You don't know what the application pool is going to be. So I have to help them explore their interests and values and guide them towards those colleges again after they lose their ambition. You know, that's one of the things. But, I also noticed a lot of academic apathy, and that's where the mental plateau can lead for this weird way where students start losing interest in their studies or feel disconnected from the learning process. This can affect their academic performance and college readiness. My strategy for this is to implement academic support programs, to address specific learning challenges. So helping them find the tutoring or study skills workshops that they need to build that confidence again and improve their academic uh, engagement. And this is what I see a lot in students who are losing interest in their SATs or ACTs. Mm -hmm. It's this academic apathy. They've hit this mental plateau. So it's reminding them of different types of things. You know, I tell them to use certain um, testing programs, but if that doesn't work for them, let me try other things like Khan Academy. Like, um, you know, there's other videos out there on YouTube that might be more of interest to them. And that's where I have to come in to try to help with that mental plateau. Mm -hmm. Now you are going to be experiencing this with a lot of my students these next couple of years. And it's this mental plateau that deals with this fear of failure. And I love this one because students are experiencing yeah. this mental plateau. They're going to develop this fear of failure, leading them to avoid taking risks or applying to college's programs. And I will mm-hmm. tell you, Trace, when I applied to college, I got denied from lots of schools. I never thought I was good enough for, mm-hmm. you know, UPenn or Harvard, but... I had to actually face that failure and be like, you know what? I don't know until I actually do it. So yeah. my strategy for this, for many of my students is to foster a growth mindset by promoting the idea that failure is an essential part of the process. You know, I want to encourage my students to view setbacks and opportunities. for
0: growth. Yeah.
1: I will tell you this race. I've had many failures. You know, my spouse has had many failures. All my friends have had many failures, but here's the thing. We don't talk about them. We only talk about our successes. So yeah. This is something that's key that we um, that I want to deal with. But, you know, coming along the line, mental plateaus can cause an uncertainty and lack of clarity about college and career choices. Yeah. So I see a lot of students have this lack of clarity and students may struggle to articulate their interests and goals. So that's where I utilize career assessment tools and counseling sessions to really help them explore their interests and students, guide them through the self-reflection exercises to get clarity on their college and career aspirations.
0: Mm-hmm. Now,
1: Shreyas, I don't see this in a lot of students happening until senior year but i'm just going to talk about it now because you might have seniors in this podcast the procrastination this is a mental plateau that can lead to students just finding it difficult to complete certain things now i'm going to tell you right now you're if you have listeners listening to this august is when college applications open up Students are going to open up that college application on August 1st, and then they're going to procrastinate because it is going to be difficult for them to kind of have all of this stuff in one place. And then they're finally going to realize they have to write Mm. 40 essays. They have to write X amount of this and that. So what I want to do is help students develop time management and organizational skills to break down the college application tasks into manageable steps, set clear deadlines and provide gentle accountability to keep them on track. Also, yeah. there's this idea that students on a mental plateau may experience self-doubt and underestimate their abilities, leading them to doubt their chances of getting into desired colleges. Mm. You know, I, I need to have students, you know, no, this cannot, I do, I mean, no students have self-doubt. I want to provide the personalized support and courage to build their self-confidence. Yeah. I want to, sh- you know, share these success stories of students who overcome similar challenges mm. to attempt mm-hmm. their dream colleges. Yeah. Then there's this idea where students may engage in unproductive social comparison, feeling inadequate when mm-hmm. comparing themselves to others who appear more successful. Now, I will say this. You are at Hinsdale. This is a school where students are going to elite colleges, and they're finding themselves in this social comparison yeah. um, paradigm where they hit this mental plateau. So I encourage students to focus on their individual strengths and accomplishments rather than comparing themselves to other students, and highlight that everyone's journey is unique. Now, yeah. my final one I want to talk about is family expectations. You know, there's this yeah. idea that mental plateaus can result from pressure to meet family expectations regarding college choices and career mm-hmm. paths. So, you know, this is one of those things where I want to work and facilitate open and supportive communication between students yeah. and their families. I want to help students articulate their aspirations and interests in their families acceptance. Now, to give you an example, Shreyas, I have a student that I've been working with this whole year, and they are a traditional Indian family. Yeah. The daughter wants to be an artist, but the parents mm-hmm. want her to be an engineer. It wasn't until this last meeting were we able to facilitate the final conversation where the parents said, you know, we want you to be happy. It took a year, but they said, yeah. you could be an art major if you want. We are going to be here to support you. Mm-hmm. So again, by recognizing and addressing these mental plateaus, I really help high school students regain their sense of purpose and motivation as they apply to college. And my guidance, support, advocacy can really empower them to make informed decisions that align with their passions and potential.
0: Yeah, I really agree with that. And like seeing that concept of expectations from not only your parents or family, but even from your peers and even from your community. I mean, that just lets us know that us as individuals, us as students, are not in this situation alone. And I can resonate that with that one thing that you mentioned about senioritis and procrastination, that after all that work in junior year, having that huge task of applying to all these colleges, writing all these essays, can really at times seem unappealing. But again, it's really necessary as it's a major contributor to your future. And that fear of failure will be present, but you need to overcome it. So clearly you have a lot of experience when it comes to helping others and you've seen a lot of, a lot of examples of mental plateaus, but as yourself, how do you face any major mental plateaus that evolved you in your life?
1: Yeah, that's, that's great, Trace. I'm actually kind of going through one right now. I'm experiencing a a slight mental plateau as a, as an actual marathon runner. Um, And Mm -hmm. I will tell you this, uh, you know, and this is something that's really active in marathon runners and it's happening all over the time. Just it's common. You know, especially after achieving significant milestones. I will tell you this. I've run over 35 full marathons,
0: um, but I've had to
1: quit two. The One of them I quit was because I was in the Boston Marathon bombing, and I couldn't finish it because of the obvious bombing situation. Yeah. But the second one was when I was at mile 24, and mm-hmm. I could not uh, – my house was at mile 24, and I just – you know what? I quit right there. I said I can't do these mm-hmm. last two miles. So to overcome this phase and regain my motivation and passion for running, There are kind of a couple strategies I'm doing right now, and I'll just give you an example. You know, sometimes I really need to take a short break from running because this can really help refresh my mind and body. It allows me to really rest, recover, and engage in other activities I do to reduce mental fatigue. So, you know, right now at the gym, I'm a treadmill runner, and I like to do six Mm -hmm. to eight mile runs on the treadmill. But I know I need to take a break. And sometimes those breaks could be for me just not running on the treadmill and doing something else. Another thing I like to do is I like to identify new running goals that really excite me. I will tell you this, it could be aiming for a personal best time or exploring different Mm -hmm. races, you know. But for me, a new running goal that I'm doing is I'm using the incline on the treadmill. Now, I'm not fast. I'm just trying something. It's a new goal. Can I do this for Mm -hmm. six minutes at this speed? So that's really helping me, you know, find my my passion for running and meet my goals. But it's a new goal that's a little different, and it's getting me engaged. There's this idea of incorporating cross-training activities like cycling, swimming, yoga, etc., you know, for me, I'm yeah. using a Peloton now at night. So while I'm cross training is really providing a physical and mental break from running while it maintains yeah. my physical fitness. I'm also yeah. varying my routes, you know, right now I'm traveling, I'm in San Francisco, I'm used to running at gyms in uh, Chicago, but now I'm running in gyms here in San Francisco. And mm-hmm. last week I was in Vegas running at gyms. And it's really, you know, it's running the same routine, but it, it's contributing to a different type because it's helping my mental plateau reach new heights by different varieties. And I like this variety. Yeah. Um, you know, other friends have done things like join running groups or focus on enjoyment. Um, and, and, you know, I really just like to track my progress. I want, you know, I keep a running journal to track the progress and reflect on my achievements. Mm -hmm. Um, and this really helps something with me, but, you know, other things that I do right now, I'm visualizing my success. You know, I haven't run a full marathon in over six years. I Mm -hmm. quit running and this is me getting back into it. So I'm visually my visualizing myself, you know, achieving those running goals by crossing that finish line And I am going to be doing my next marathon in January of next year. So visualizing this can really boost my motivation Mm -hmm. and confidence. Um,
0: Yeah.
1: You know, so regardless of these mental plateaus, they're a natural part of any long-term in Denver, uh, long-term in Denver, like marathon running, you know, Mm -hmm. 26.2 miles is not an easy task. So I'm being patient with myself to know that it's okay to have ups and downs in my journey. And by implementing some of these strategies, I'm really re and like just having this re lighting myself again and my running experience and overcoming this mental plateau it's just pretty much setting me up for a new accomplishment for personal growth
0: yeah raymond 35 marathons is honestly crazy but i really liked your idea of the importance of engagement and not only that but how it's important to have that in every single perspective of your life whether that be school the gym or even just being present to your own society and we can see this being enforced by major celebrities these days like David Goggins and how they're saying to stay hard, to make sure that you're engaged with your society, engaged with the people around you, and with your own goals. Um, but going back to what you were saying, I really loved what you shared. And how do you feel that now looking back in um looking back in a retrospective perspective, how has it changed your life now that you've finally overcome that mental plateau in the past?
1: Yeah, I think the reason and how it's changed my life is that it's giving me a sense of, of really accomplishment, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's changed my life that it really shows me that I can do things. You know, yeah. before I was kind of like at this point where, you know, I can't really do it and I'm just going to quit. But by meeting these mental plateaus and meeting them with confidence and meeting them with like these goals, I'm able to actually tell myself, you know what, I can do it. It might mm-hmm. not be the journey that I want. It might not be at the pace that I need, but I'm able to overcome it because I have the idea and I have the strategies here. And I have a good support system, and it's allowing me to just make it to the next point. Now, it's not going to be the same for everyone. Everyone is unique. Everyone is different. I will tell you this, Treyas. I've been training for a marathon for a full year now, and I'm only at my longest run at 9.8 miles. So Mm -hmm. it's going to take me a while again to start running those 26.2 miles. And I will tell you the reason why I ran 35 full marathons is at one point I was running a marathon a month and I was in that phase. I was in that, that, that motion where I was confident. And right now I'm older. So I gained weight and I got to build that confidence back up. But what I'm doing is I'm overcoming that mental plateau by building myself, building these small motivations, having these Mm -hmm. short-term goals, and it's helping me reignite the passion. Yeah.
0: That's really moving and I feel like that's some of a goal for myself too, of just being able to get over my own mental plateaus. And obviously one of the ones that affected me the most was during 2020, just e-learning as a whole, um, being cut off from your own society in such a major stage of socializing and connecting with your peers. That definitely was a roadblock to not only my education, but my personal growth and much more than that. So. You clearly have a lot of experience when it comes to not only handling your own mental toes but also ensuring that people around you can efficiently get over theirs as well so do you have any advice you want to give to my podcast listeners when they are experiencing their own mental toes
1: yeah great question trey so you know as a social worker and college counselor you know there's some key pieces of advice i would share with some of your your listeners mm-hmm. i want them to normalize the actual experience. I want students to know that experiencing a mental plateau is a common and natural part of it. So I want them to know it's okay to have moments of stagnation and it doesn't define their worth or potential. Mm. There's also this idea that I want to encourage students to take some time for self-reflection. You know, ask questions about interests, passions, and goals. I want students to, and, and, you know, podcast listeners to really explore what might be contributing to their current feelings and where they envision themselves in the future. But you know, setting realistic goals is key here. And you know, students really need to set realistic goals and achievable short term goals. I think one of the things that listeners might find valuable is breaking down larger tasks into smaller steps to make progress Mm -hmm. feel more manageable and attainable. Um, I also want to encourage your podcast listeners to really think about new activities, hobbies or something. You know, trying something different can really reignite your listeners' curiosity and passion, leading to professional, I mean, personal growth, or even some sort yeah. of professional growth and a renowned, like a, you know, or sense of renewed motivation. You know, there's also this idea that I want your listeners to really seek support. You know, I want your your listeners to really think that there's a sign of strength, not weakness. Yeah. You know, enc- I want to encourage them to talk to friends, talk to family, talk to counselors about what they're mm-hmm. going through. Remind them that there's anyone out there who can listen to them and offer guidance to make a significant difference. Yeah. There's also this idea that I want your, you know, listeners to really practice self-care. This is big this year. I never realized how big self-care was. But you know, the importance of self-care and maintaining overall well-being is huge. So I want listeners to prioritize activities that promote relaxation, stress reduction, and emotional balance. And I'll even give you an example of my own way of you know, my strategy is when I've hit a mental plateau in yeah. certain things, watching reality TV really reignites me again. And it's something that's totally not even related, but it gets me reinvigorated again after watching something like that. Um, yeah. You know, I want your listeners to discourage excessive social comparisons, you know, as it can contribute yeah. to feelings of inadequacy. A lot of these listeners probably are at Hinsdale, and I want to remind them that not everyone's going to have a unique journey. And it's yeah. essential to focus on your own journey, your own growth and your own progress, Yeah, you know? And then find inspiration. I want listeners to really seek inspiration from books, articles, or something that I do is TED Talks. I love listening to TED Talks, you know, yeah. hearing stories of resilience and personal growth because these stories really can motivate you to overcome challenges and set new goals. You know, also, I want podcast listeners here to celebrate these small wins. Acknowledge and celebrate every small accomplishment or positive step that you guys are taking. Yeah. You know, reinforcing this idea can really, of this progress, really comes in many forms, but each step forward is worth celebrating. Yeah. You know, and by using all of these steps, you can really empower your listeners to just navigate their mental plateaus with resilience and equip them with valuable tools to overcome challenges on their path to personal and academic. Life.
0: Yeah. I really loved how you framed that trying something different is important no matter where you are, how old you are, or whatever stage of mental health you're in. Because that's how you're going to learn, and learning no matter what age is important for everyone. And as you said, one thing that I also would like to capture is how mental health made quite an entrance from becoming zero before the COVID pandemic. It was just nothing. And it also became a hero right after the COVID pandemic, and as well as during it. I feel like this pandemic gave us a lot of time to think and learn from our own selves, our own thinking, and on how to adapt. I mean, that gave us really an amazing opportunity to expand our problem-solving skills, which is one of the most major things that any person can really have. With that said, coming to a conclusion, um, thank you Raymond a lot. I really appreciate that you shared your message today. And it not only has it changed my perspective, but hopefully it changes the perspective of all our listeners all over the world. As we venture into a new era where we truly realize the omnipresence of mental health, the need to listen to meaningful messages grows more and more. With that said, thanks so much for listening in on today's episode of Mental Health Health. And remember, to be healthy as a whole means mental wellness plays a role.